Praise the Lord, everybody. Good time. How about you? Certainly the presence of the Lord has been here in a mighty way. And uh, I certainly appreciate the wonderful uh, response to the Word of God, sweet moving in the Spirit of the Lord. Appreciate what I've been hearing in the day services. Today was no exception. What a tremendous Word of the Lord that would be beneficial for every young person uh, that claims the Holy Ghost. Especially everybody that has the Holy Ghost, but even those that claim the Holy Ghost would do well to hear that message today. And uh, appreciate Elder Howard very, very much. Esteem him so highly in sake of the gospel. And uh, appreciate his friendship. Appreciate the good men of God that run this camp and uh, have done such a great, tremendous job. And just you can see by the happiness on everybody's face that they're happy with it. And... Uh, just keep it going. Keep it going. And I promise you that you'll be blessed every time that you support this good meeting and these good men of God. And I esteem every one of them highly in the gospel's sake. I mentioned to Brother Clark earlier tonight, I said, you don't know how much it makes a man nervous to know there are so many scholars and theologians in the audience when a hillbilly is trying to preach. And... Uh, <clears throat> I ask for God to make you invisible to me and make me feel like I'm preaching to a bunch of Ohio hillbillies, West Virginia and Kentucky hillbillies. Brother Morton still tells me I'm from Kentucky. And uh, even though I assure him I live on the Ohio side. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it is good to be here. Thank you for all of your wonderful kindness. And, and uh, I certainly need somebody to help me preach tonight. have enjoyed, not only enjoyed, but I have also been blessed by uh, the wonderful singing of this good choir and all the special singing. I don't want to leave anybody out on that matter. Uh, certainly, it's good to hear good apostolic singing and uh, choir singing that you can understand. I have been places where I couldn't understand it. So I just had to sing Amazing Grace and have my own church while they have theirs. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> sometimes when you get gray-headed, you have the uh, wonderful ability to be able to do things like that. I told somebody the other day, it's, it's fun uh, as you grow older. I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, when they see gray hair, you can actually ignore people and they think you're hard of hearing. And they just say, bless his heart, and all the time you're just ignoring him and having a great time doing it. And, uh, but I certainly have enjoyed everything to this point, the hospitality. And if I've forgotten anything, please forgive me. I don't mean to do that. But I am just as happy as I can be to be here and honored to be here. And God bless you, and I'm going to try to preach to you tonight. My 45 minutes has not yet started. It hasn't started yet. So uh, anyway, I thought about uh, some of the great things that have happened this week. And, and those seeking after the Lord last night, it's very refreshing to know that people are still hungry for the Lord. I believe that before the lights are turned out tomorrow night, that there's going to be a great move of God. There already has been, but I believe there's going to be even a greater move of God. And that everybody 
that came with a need will get it met before you leave Pacific Coast Camp. Now, I mentioned this to uh, our church at home and uh, maybe a time or two somewhere else, and I'll mention it tonight, that uh, in my message tonight, there will be some grammatical mistakes, mispronunciations, and uh, several uh, uh, wrong inferences, and uh, I do that on purpose because I know that some people come to church looking for flaws, and I want everybody to get something out of this message. <laughs> so I put that in there on purpose. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mentioned to uh, one of the brethren the other day, I said, yeah, the other day I had to end up, I had to stop preaching against bacteria because in our part of the world it was the only culture some people had. And so I won't be preaching against bacteria tonight. All right. Let's go to the Word of God, Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. And uh, again, it's good to have my wife and daughter with me. I appreciate them being able to make the trek all the way over here and uh, helping me have church and pray and feel after the Lord. I really do get mean when I have to iron my own shirts. And so my wife came along and has just, just kept my spirits sweet. Luke chapter 22. Praise the Lord. Could we start the timer whenever after we get through praying? Can we do that? Okay. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. <clears throat> and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. I want to also read in the 18th chapter, just a few pages prior to what I just read. And verse number eight, I'd like to lift that out of the little story that Jesus told. Chapter 18 of Luke, verse number 8. And this is what Jesus said. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Praise God. And I want to tie those two together. I will not take the time at this moment, but I'll also go to Revelation 3 in a little later time uh, in the message if the Lord allows us to get that far. I'm going to preach about tonight God's greatest concern. God's greatest concern. Would you lift your hands and let's pray that the Lord would allow His Word to be anointed tonight. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we are excited about what you've already done and what you're going to do. And we stand in your precious presence tonight rejoicing with faith in our heart, knowing that the word of God will produce faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the souls of men that have come gathered together with hungry hearts and thirsty spirits. I bind every foul spirit that would hinder the word of God tonight. And I pray, Lord, that your sweet anointing would fall upon me and upon this congregation. Anoint my mind that I may think your thoughts and loose my tongue that I may speak your word. 
Anoint the hearts and the ears of the hearers that we could hear the voice of the Holy Ghost speak to this congregation tonight. God, when it's all said and done, we will stand behind the shadow of your cross and give you the glory for all things. For you are worthy, Jesus, to be worshipped and adored and magnified. We submit to your will tonight, O God, and give glory to you for all things. In Jesus' name, let us worship the Lord together. Lift your hands to the Lord and lift your voice to God. And worship him and let him know how much you love him. God. Praise God. God bless you. May be seated tonight in Jesus' name. A sign was seen in an old English company, and it said this We have been established for over 100 years and have been pleasing and displeasing customers ever since. We have made money and lost money, suffered the effects of coal nationalization coal rationing, government control, and bad payers. We have been cussed and discussed, messed about, lied to, held up, robbed, and swindled. The only reason we stay in business is to see what's going to happen next. And so uh, I would just like to say that our walk with God and our journey in the kingdom of God, waiting for the Lord's coming, is filled with all kinds of surprises. All kinds of adversities and a lot of disappointments and failures and that sort of thing. But each and every day brings with it a fresh new opportunity. And every service that we attend brings with it a fresh possibility that God is going to do something tonight that we have never ever seen in our lives. And that's what keeps me going is because I don't know what's going to happen next. I realize that in my flaw-filled flesh... And in my weakness of mind and body, that there are times that I am ashamed and frustrated because I have not yet accomplished all that I want to accomplish for God. I mentioned to a preacher friend of mine some time ago, I thought that many years ago that I would have already packed out the building that I have. But uh, we have prayed through hundreds of people and baptized hundreds of folks throughout the numbers of years. And they are scattered all across that state and even in other states and uh, because of our high unemployment and lack of jobs in our part of the area for a number of years. But yet we still keep coming because we know that God's word is true. And that his word is still right. And that God will accomplish his will in the earth. And we just got to line up to it and do the work of God in our life. And I come to church every night knowing that this could be the night. That I'm going to receive the breakthrough that I've been praying for for a number of years. I came into this service tonight, into this camp meeting service, believing God that tonight would be the night that somebody's going to get something from God that they have been seeking for and believing for for a long time. Because my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to that power that worketh in us. I wonder if anybody came expecting anything from God tonight. I don't believe that I have to qualify my stance on this gospel message. I still believe in repentance and baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And the infilling of the Holy Ghost and the necessity of it. 
evidenced by speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives the utterance. I still believe in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And that is the ground floor that we walk into. But there is so much more that God has for his people in these times than we have ever, ever experienced. If you feel like that you have received the greatest blessing that God will ever give you, then you're going to be a very depressed human individual. But I just tend to think that the greatest chapter of life has not yet been written. And the greatest revival has not yet been accomplished. And the greatest move of God has not been poured out yet. I still believe the greatest message has not yet been preached. And the greatest miracle has not yet been performed. So I walk in every church service with heaven in my heart and faith in my soul that tonight may be the night that I'll see something that God wants me to see that I've been seeking him for, believing him for my entire life. And I like that choir song they were singing. I want to be right in the middle of what God is doing. I don't want him to do it without me being right in the middle of it. I want to get up every morning and look in the mirror and say, good morning, God. Glad that I'm on your side. What are you doing today? And can I be a part of what you're doing? Anybody feel like that tonight? I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want my hands to be his hands. I want my feet to be his feet. I want my mind to think his thoughts. And I want my ears to hear his voice. I want to be a vessel of the Holy Ghost in these last times. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap tonight. The Bible said, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Praise God. Hallelujah. Would you take your seatbelt off tonight? Praise God. And if in the middle of this service that God touches you and you get a miracle, it will not bother me for you to be jumping up and running the aisles. That will not bother me at all. That's what it's all about. Praise God. Some folks like to put a, a quarantine on God and they don't like it. Matter of fact, in the part of the country that, I, that I'm preaching in and trying to pastor in, uh, there was a man one time that got very upset at our people because we would attend meetings and he would tell me, he said, would you please make your people sit down and listen? And he said that publicly. He said, we're going to sit down and listen. But what he did not understand was that Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And when the Holy Ghost gets to moving and the man of God gets to preaching, life begins to move into that congregation and faith begins to build. And it's always in order to have a move of God. We cannot afford the luxury of one bad service. Well, praise God. Praise God. Somebody needs a miracle here tonight. Somebody needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. And I've got good news for you. You can get it before you leave this place tonight. Because the Holy Ghost is wanting to move and to fulfill and to meet your every need. Praise God. Everybody say, praise the Lord. In Mark, Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are 
possible. Everybody say all things are possible. Mark 10, 27, Jesus looking upon them saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Luke 1, 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Luke 18, 27, and he said, these things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Whenever the doctor shakes his head and says, I'm sorry, I don't have a good prognosis. That's when God steps in and starts taking over. When man can't do it, God can always do it. When the world says impossible, God says it's possible. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if I'm going to preach 45 minutes, i got to hit hard and run fast tonight. <laughs> Praise God. But I feel like having some church here at this Pacific Coast camp tonight. And I want to tell you that the devil is a liar. And that God is still powerful. And that God is still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to that power that worketh in us. Praise God. Everyone said praise the Lord. I, I wrote down just a few moments before I came to the service tonight some things that I've seen the Lord do of late just recently. And I mentioned to you the other night that in the last few months, I believe that God has allowed us to see more miracles than I have seen in my entire ministry. And of course, I was raised in the home of a man of God and a preacher man of God that believed in miracles. And, and he, he was a man of faith and, and, uh, he put that in me. And I, 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 I said to the congregation, I, I want to reiterate that tonight, that it is not the will of God for this generation to only be theory when it comes to a move of God. We should not have to look back over our shoulder in the past and say, God is a miracle worker because that's what grandma said. Or because I read it in the Bible. Or because I heard somebody somewhere else. But I believe that God wants every believer to step into the arena of faith and to receive the touch of the Holy Ghost. And let them receive their personal miracle. You can't get healed if you're not sick. You can't get an answer if you don't have a question. And if you don't have a need, you'll just sit there and twiddle your thumbs and hope the preacher gets through quick enough so you can go out and get a hamburger before the, the hamburger shack closes down. But tonight, I have come hungry for God. I believe there's a congregation of people that have come hungry for God. We want a move of the Holy Ghost. We want the Spirit of God to breathe on us. Because somebody came with a need and somebody came with a problem and they're going to get their need met and their problem solved tonight in the name of Jesus. Well, glory to God. Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. There is nothing impossible with God. Stop talking your doubt. Stop talking that God's not the same today. 
Stop talking about the good old days back somewhere, yonder, back yonder generation. These are the good days. I told our young men that are aspiring to the ministry, I pray that God would give them a double portion Holy Ghost ministry because our generation needs more than just the normal. We've got to have more than the average. God deliver us from average Pentecost. You say, what's wrong with average? I'll tell you what's wrong with average. Average is the worst of the best and the best of the worst. I refuse to have an average service. I refuse to pastor an average church. We refuse to have an average camp. We want to draw the line a little higher in 2010. And should God carry another year in 2011, we want to draw the line a little higher that year. Well, glory to God. Praise God. It's time to get rid of all of our sacred cows. That makes the best hamburger anyhow. Sacred cows. We need to get rid of our sacred cows and say, well, I just remember when. I just remember when. Let's go back and thank God for the impetus and the memory of what happened in yesteryear. But when I tell you a few stories and I'm going on a little further tonight because I'm preaching to you about God's greatest concern. And God has a concern in this generation that you and I live in. Praise God. And uh, so what we've got to look at tonight is that God is still able to do all that he has said he could do. And all that he said he would do. Praise God. I wrote down just a few things that have happened in church. Gallstones being dissolved. Uh, cancer. Blood cancer being healed. High blood pressure. A lady that came out of a wheelchair. Praise God. A lady by the name of Connie Bastine, a lady in our church had been witnessing to her. And uh, she was promised to come to church. And before she got to church, uh, she was informed by the highway patrol or her family was informed that she had had uh, a head-on collision. And that, uh, that it was really bad. So they went to the nearest hospital and she wasn't there. They went to Ashland, Kentucky Hospital, King's Daughter. She wasn't there. Went to Cabell Huntington Hospital in West Virginia. And they said she wasn't there. And for uh, uh, several hours, they searched and finally they called the highway patrol and asked where did they take the body of the woman that was in such and such vehicle. And they said, we took her to Cabell Huntington Hospital. Life flighted her there. If she's still alive, that's where she's at. And so they took her to Cabell Huntington Hospital and, and uh, they, she had been there for uh, a number of hours. I'm thinking in my mind, 36 hours. They had refused to touch her. They said, there's no way the woman could live. We just gave her a number. We didn't know what her name was. We didn't even touch her because it was impossible that she would live. Her sisters uh, demanded that they gave her treatment. They put her in the ICU unit. Her back was broken. Her neck was broken. And... Uh, she was uh, not responding to anything. And our lady that was in our church went up and took a prayer cloth and pinned it on her. And one of her, the lady sister that had the wreck was an atheist. They pinned the uh, prayer cloth on her and were hoping for the best. And uh, finally they began to talk to her and said, if you can understand us, would you blink your eye? And uh, she blinked her eye. So they knew that she could understand, but she just couldn't respond. Completely paralyzed in her body. They asked me to come and pray for her. I drove down to Huntington and I prayed. And when I was praying, I looked at my wife. I said, I really feel good about this one. <laughs> Praise God. So I don't even know. This lady doesn't even go to church. But I feel good about this one. 
And so we walked in that ICU unit and there she was strapped to a board and they had these things on her legs pumping and, and, uh, and they were moving her uh, on this board and very, very careful. Everything was just uh, ratcheted down as we say at home. And, and uh, so I told her, I said, Connie, I'm going to anoint you with oil in Jesus' name. And I'm going to pray that God will heal you so you can come to visit us at our church. And I prayed for her. And I told her, I said, now the Lord is going to hear our prayer and everything's going to be all right. And she looked at me and she said, thank you. Hallelujah. I looked at my wife and I smiled. I said, I feel even better now about this one. But I'm going to tell you when I really felt good was two months ago when she walked in truth tabernacle on her own accord. And the doctors told her she wouldn't live and she'd never be able to walk. But God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to that power that works in us. Would you help me give God the glory? Praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. In the latter part of the month of April, Sister Kim Dean had been put in the hospital and, and uh, they had to run tests on her and they thought they were going to have to put a colostomy on her. And we went in the hospital and prayed for her and rebuked the spirit of infirmity because this woman was a prayer warrior, faithful to God. And I just could not receive that report. Let me just talk to some of you saints and young people that are here. You better thank God you've got a preacher that has faith to preach the word of God to you. You could be sitting in some cold, dead, charismatic church that didn't have a move of God, but you've got apostolic preachers preaching the word of God to you. You need to thank God every day for that godly pastor that'll preach the word of God to you, that'll lay hands on you in the name of Jesus Christ and let God do his miracle work and power in your life. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, they released her. She didn't have to have the colostomy bag, but they went ahead and done some reports and they told her that she had some very, very severe uh, female problems and uh, they went ahead and done all the, the CAT scans and done all the tests and, and scheduled her for uh, surgery and uh, and she came to us and, and told us what the surgery going to be she said I'm going to have to be off work for six weeks and you have to understand uh, people in uh, my part of Ohio are not like folks in California uh, she said pastor we can't afford for me to be off work six weeks and uh, that's the way it is at home. And I know some of y'all probably could take six months or six years off, you know, and whatever. But that's not the way it is in Ohio. I mean, we, we, we still have to trust God sometimes. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I'm saying that with a smile on my face. If you got mad at me, I didn't intend to make you mad. But I don't apologize. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So anyway... She came up and, uh, for prayer the night before she was going in for surgery. And you have to understand, she's got a boss that's an, that is an agnostic. Uh, that is, uh, she works in the hospital. And uh, the, the boss is a nurse, uh, a big, big to-do nurse there. And she's an agnostic, doesn't believe in the power of God. And uh, she came up for prayer. And I don't know, I don't know why. I, I can't explain why I do some things. 
Matter of fact, what I'm preaching here tonight, I may get up here and talk about some things that I had no idea I would say. But if the Holy Ghost puts it in my mind, I'll say it. Because that's going to be somebody's word. And when it comes down your road, grab it and say in the name of Jesus, I receive the word of God tonight. I went out there to pray for her. She was at the front. I laid hands on her, anointed her with all like the Bible said. And I don't know why I said what I said. I said, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to finish the work that you started in this dear sister. And she fell out on the floor and had herself a fit. And the Holy Ghost was a moving. She went on down to the hospital the next morning. And uh, they were getting ready. And she said, "Uh, I don't think I'm going to need the surgery. She said, God's already healed my body. She said, the pain and all of that's already gone. And uh, the lady looked at her. She said, well, we'll run another test, but there's no need. She said, no, go ahead and run the test. They run the test. The lady came back. She said, we're going to run another test. She run the other test. And when she came back, she said, there is nothing wrong with you. She said, doctor, I know you don't believe it, but my pastor prayed for me last night and Jesus healed my body. She said, I don't know what happened, but you certainly can go back to work tomorrow. And been working ever since. Well, glory to God. I'm telling you that God is able. That same God's in this place tonight. I said that same God's in this place tonight. You're not serving a God that's on crutches. Your God is able. Well able to do what you need him to do. Oh, let's worship the Lord and thank God. Well, praise God. Praise God. I thought about this and I like to read and study uh, some and and, uh, perhaps maybe some of you may doubt that. But anyway, uh, I got thinking about and and I always thought when I was growing up that, you know, that when a lightning would strike, there would be a lightning bolt that would strike the earth that that uh, there would be either a positive or negative charge in the cloud and and it would come and the opposite charge would be on the ground and, and the lightning bolt would come from the cloud. And, uh, and find its way down and, and strike the tree or the cow or the human or whatever else. And, and after I got studying about that, I come to find out that that's not how it happens. That actually how it happens is the cloud has a charge in it, negative or positive. And that the, uh, the, uh, the, the item on the earth, whether it be an individual, animal, tree, uh, whatever it is, it, that has its charge. That when this cloud passes over it, that that, that uh, negative charge or positive charge on the earth actually reaches up to the cloud and the cloud reaches down with its electric charge and somewhere in the middle of the heavenlies they meet and that's when you hear the sound. Now that's exactly what happens when we come to church. The Holy Ghost is in this room tonight hovering. Hovering. It comes right over your chair, and you got the faith to reach up somewhere in the middle of that transaction. Your miracle will take place. You said you don't even. I don't even have to go to the front. No. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Woo! Hallelujah. So you 
throws at somebody that hits the aisles and starts running and say, well, they always want the attention. You ain't got a clue about what's going on. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God moved and the heart of the individual reached up and they connected. And something miraculous began to happen. Somebody want to try it? Huh? Somebody want to try it? Hey! Glory! Glory, glory, glory! Hey, forget the pizza. Let's have some church tonight, huh? The Holy Ghost is moving right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Cancer's not a problem for God. Leukemia's not a problem for God. Crippled legs is not a problem for God. Now, some of you worshiping God, but some of you just looking around. I wonder what happened if everybody get their mind on God right now. You just might like what you feel, and you might just love what God gives you in the process. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus. God can put a revival in somebody's heart and make you a soul winner like you never dreamed you could be, but something happened to you on Thursday night, 2010 Pacific Coast Camp. Some of you that have been running for God and His call, tonight may be the night that all of that changes. Come on, let's lift our hands and worship the Lord together. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't worry about the one next to you. Praise God, praise God, praise God.
praise God. You serve a miracle working God. Aren't you, aren't you glad you serve a prayer answering God? Aren't you glad that you serve a God that's not dead, he's alive? things that remain. Strengthen those things that remain. Praise God. Now I got a whole lot more to preach, but we might as well go ahead. Some of you are reaching out for God tonight. I want to tell you in Jesus' name, stop trying to be cute with your praise. Stop trying to be professional about it. If you need something from God, get those hands in the air. Come on, get a desperation for God. Break out beyond your shell of carnality. Come on, Bartimaeus. Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Come on, let your faith reach up. Let your faith reach up. Let your faith reach up. Hallelujah. Some of you, go ahead, pray till you talk in tongues. Pray till you touch God. Come on, help somebody else around you. Oh, help somebody around you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Healing's still on the menu. A move of God is still on the menu. The gifts of the Spirit are still on the menu. Our apostolic revival is still on the menu. Yeah, it's still on the menu. out to God tonight. 